What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. But now we're getting political, yo. Yeah, political. We this weekend has been wow. Oh, there's so many things going on. <laughs> it's insane. I, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to start with, uh, it was our podcast reached number eleven on the spot, uh, Spotify top hundred podcast in Singapore, which was a very nice, nice thing. So thank you all, uh, you listeners out there. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, we're not obsessed with, with the rankings because we also, at the end of the day, the rankings are just the rankings. But it's just good that, uh, I mean, we, we we can literally talk about stuff like politics and people, there are people listening. Uh, and I think that's an amazing thing. Uh, right? Yeah. And yeah. and I mean, like it was our approach with YouTube, right? We knew we would never be the biggest channel, but we would be the best at what we do, like, which is use comedy to talk about topics that no one else would talk about. So it's awesome to be able to do it on podcasts and on that note, if you enjoy this podcast in any way, even if it's like a few minutes and you think someone else could benefit from it, right? It would be great if you could refer them to us or refer us to them because we're very proud of how we've grown through word of mouth yeah. and hopefully that continues to grow. Lah. Yeah, I think there's a there's a concept uh, in YouTube called like uh, a package of happiness. Uh. They say that you know if you manage to package a video that you create in YouTube, in a small two to three minute thing that you send to somebody and it makes them laugh. <laughs> that's like a little package of happiness that you're sending to them. So that's what we hope our, our podcast can be for. So, so like, instead of spending like $15 on some stupid muffins and you send to your best friend to show your appreciation <laughs> for them and emotionally bla- blackmail them, just send them a link to this podcast. It's yeah. free. <laughs> and tell it's them if they, don't, if they don't listen, you won't friend them anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do us all a favor, especially because this is our second podcast where... Politics is at like the front and center, but come June 30th, we're going to be doing a daily fucking roundup on the GE in Singapore, man. Yeah, because daily. Uh, I think I think everyone's like, like uh, thirsty for more information and realize like, yeah, if we do this uh, only twice a week during the elections, we might miss out on some certain big topics that come up. Like, I mean, this fucking weekend, like if you were, if you were <laughs> sick or something and you just woke up, uh, then you wouldn't have realized like what you missed, man. Yeah, and I mean, because right now there's so many things to read. What fuck? We're even researching about what we're going to talk about. Had to look Twitter, mothership, and all this. So what we're trying to do is, uh, pretty much give a layman's perspective on what the fuck is happening. Just enough for you to know so that you can sound smart with your friends, yeah. but also enough for you to have some grasp of what the hell is going down. Yeah. So shall so, we jump right into it? Yeah, I, I can see, I can feel your excitement, <laughs> Terence. Why don't, why don't you kick things off, man? No, yeah, you know, I'm so excited that I, you know, last week we talked about a topic that we wanted to talk about, but we didn't. Yeah, you know, yeah. So then now I'm not even bothered about that topic at all. Already, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why I moved on already. Yeah. I can't even remember the topics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> even this week we were deciding shit. Which which aspect of this to talk about? Of course, there was one standout, yeah. lah. One yeah. fucking standout. So Terence, Terence, please. I know I can't hold you back anymore. This Go is on. The, this week is the saga of Mr. Ivan Lim. Dang, dang, dang. Uh, so <laughs> Ivan Lim uh, is a new candidate. One of the was one of the new candidates that the PAP <laughs> yeah, that the PAP trotted out uh, in this past week lah, Since since the announcement of the general election, and mm. uh, he's a forty-two year old general manager of Keppel Offshore and Marine, and uh, you know seems to have a pretty good resume in terms of like. Uh, he he was a CO in the army and in during his national service in the army, you know he operate. He's the GM of a very big you know shipyard and operation, uh, one of the big ones in Singapore. And I think he's even been praised 
by Lee Hsien Loong himself in a Facebook post before for, you know, uh, coming through, like failing in secondary school and then going through getting a diploma and eventually like studying and making his way up and doing good lah, for society. So mm. he was trotted out as a new candidate for the PAP. And then shit started hitting the fan. <laughs> I think it just started with like one or two innocuous posts. Like, do you, can you give a bit of a rundown of what, what kind of posts? Yeah, so, so 20, 24th June was when he was unveiled, right? Then, mm-hmm. then there was one particular one that came up on uh, Facebook by Brian Wong. Mm. Uh, so he used to be at the acting battalion RSM, which is the regimental sergeant major, basically yeah. like the disciplinarian in army la. Yeah, but so lower your, lower rank than him la. Lower rank. Yeah, than lower him. rank yeah. than than our Ivan Lim. Yeah. So he he shared an experience uh, about once when they were in an outfield exercise and mm. uh, Ivan Lim and his other commanders were in a uh, air conditioned tentage, um, and someone else. Like of a lower rank stepped in, and Ivan Lim said, "Yeah this 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 tentage is not for section commanders, and you're not supposed to be here." And the poster was disgusted, and in his own words, he was uh, disgusted by Ivan Lim's act of an elitist. Uh, and then he went on to say there were other instances where he peppered the briefings with his personal achievements, how he is a GM at a shipyard, how many people reporting to him at work, he was never well liked by the soldiers, blah 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 blah. So now he is going into politics to represent the ordinary folk in parliament. With his character and personality, will he? I wish him well. <laughs> and then, and then, fucking the tsunami of, of anti-Ivan Lim post came up. Uh. Yeah. Do you, I, I think we don't have to go into every single one. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I think his people, uh, even within uh, his his colleagues, right? Another, I think a colleague or whistleblower in Keppel uh, apparently came out with an email that he sent in 2014 to Lim Sui a minister, about how the general manager, Ivan Lim, uh, wasn't allowing workers at the shipyard who uh, mm. arrived early at the shipyard to rest in the, inside lah. They he locked them outside so they had to rest by the road and everything. And what kind of you know what kind of uh, treatment of workers is this? Uh, and then I think someone staying in his condominium said that <laughs> every time I see him with his kid, I I talk to the kid, but I don't talk to him because he doesn't smile back at me. And so th- th- those are the kind of complaints they were getting uh, And then yeah, so I think there might have been others, but. These were the three that stood out the most to me. Yeah, yeah and right. then there were, there's there's a ton of stuff. If you just I Google Ivan Lim, uh, you would feel there's a there's a Twitter thread that summarizes it quite succinctly. Uh, we can put that link in the show notes. But yeah. basically, yeah, like there was a barrage, and then uh, the PAP vice chair Masagos Zulkif- Zulk- Zulkifli, uh, he kind of publicly said something along the lines of, let me see, yeah, he he said something very PAP la, uh, mm. and to quote. He came up saying stuff like, uh, it is important for the candidates who have been accused of poor form to prove themselves moving forward. Mm. Uh, it is not a moment in their career or their time with people that define them, but as a person throughout their life and also an opportunity for them if they had done, done something in the past to redeem themselves. And he was referring to the elections. Yeah. So, Masago said the voters should judge the person, blah, 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 blah. Chan Chun Singh uh, added that, all the candidates deserve for us to get to know them better and look at each candidate as a whole. Know where they are coming from, what they stand for, what they can do. And mm. then Heng Sui Kiet, Sugar Daddy Heng also chimed in uh, and he kind of like, okay, asked for some sort of clarification, right? Yeah. So, he, so all that he happened... Said that, he said that uh, Ivan Lim needs to come forward and correct. address these clarifications, right? Yeah, Yeah. correct, correct. And also, I find it funny, like, the, it was during his uh, Daddy Hing's uh, walkabout uh, at West yeah. Coast Taiwan Market. Like, yeah. just just him walking about uh, on June 27th. 
So then, so between 24th and 27th June, it went from Ivan Lim being uh, unveiled, uh, people shitting on him, Masago's coming out, Heng Sui Kat coming out, then by the end of June 27th, right? Yeah, uh, I think... Uh, oh, one, no, one before thing that. So that, correct, correct, yeah. Brian Wong, the guy who wrote the first post we talked about, after that tagged uh, Heng Sui Kat in a Facebook post saying he's more than ready to speak to ah, uh, ah. speak to him to address, uh, to engage him to address the issues about Ivan Lim's character. And he would like to it to be put down on paper, so you know, for posterity and all lah. And and he's more than willing to do so lah. So, so so that happened. Have you talked yeah. about the PAP response, the official response from Ivan Lim? Oh no 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 you know you know yeah yeah. Oh yeah, okay yeah. so so after Heng Sui Kat asked for some clarification, the PAP came up with a really ugly letter-headed uh uh press release yeah. that had official statements from Ivan Lim lah. Mm. So this is Ivan Lim, I guess, doing whatever Sugar Daddy Heng wanted him to do. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, let me pull it up. Uh, like, holy shit. Do you have it in front of you? Uh, no, I don't. But, I mean, uh, you have it? Okay, so, guys, technical difficulties. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Press yeah. cover notice on behalf of Ivan Lim. People's Action Party candidate, blah, 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 has made a statement. Please find a pendant media statement from Ivan Lim. So, again, I won't go into the details because mm-hmm. we're not going to be talking about the details, but literally there were six paragraphs, all numbered. First yep. paragraph... He was him wanting to state his position and how it is important to do because his family has been affected, in particular, his mother. Yeah, That's yeah. how he ended that paragraph. Yeah. And the second one, there's an allegation that he's involved in a bribery case in Brazil. is completely baseless. He was not involved in any of the Brazilian projects. You know, like, you have to answer, like, comprehension questions <laughs> in primary school. You know, where you yeah. have a paragraph and then you have to give an answer. Yeah. You fucking have to back it up, lah, right? Yeah, like, if exactly. someone, if the, par- the the comprehension is about a dog named Wally, which ate mm-hmm. two bananas, and you ask the, in the questions, like, and, okay, I'm giving a very bad example, but basically, yeah. <laughs> if a comprehension, like, there's so much fucking info in there, you don't just respond saying, oh, I didn't do that. I was yeah. not involved. Right, yep, yep. there's so many things to answer, but he just did that. And then, as to the stories about his army accident, army incidents, he basically took the stance that okay, people have different perspectives. He tried to explain the one example that I think got the most traction, where his men were supposed to book in at midnight. He asked them to come at 10 p.m. He said mm. they must get seven hours of sleep because they needed to leave at 5 a.m. the next day. And basically, he had this one sentence: "I set high standards for the unit as a CEO, which is commanding yep. officer." Yeah. And he believes in working and he didn't ask his man to do something he wasn't prepared to do. Then, yeah. then the next one is about the post by his ex-colleague. He starts off by saying the shipyard industry is tough. And basically mm. he went on kind of not... It's like a non-apology apology. Mm. And then number five, <laughs> this is fucking this is ver- verbatim from an official statement from the fucking PAP uh, regarding the post about not smiling at my neighbour. I do not recall yeah. a specific incident. However, <laughs> like many others who live in apartments, I know some neighbours better than others and interact with some more than others. And then the last paragraph was about him entering politics and knowing it'll be tough and he accepts that he can always do better and he's willing to learn and he will take this experience to heart and do his best to prove himself to voters and all Singaporeans. And he's determined to stay the course. Okay? <laughs> that is a big foreshadowing for what happened at the end of the day. Yeah. So that was his official statement. Yep. Uh, and, and what happened after that, Terence? Essentially, after that, it was announced through the Chinese news, new paper, newspaper that Ivan Lim has withdrawn from his, from being mm, one of the PAP mm, candidates already. And it was published alongside um, a letter he wrote to the, the Secretary General, the Prime Minister himself, Lee mm. Sien Long, again stating mm. that, yeah, you know, he doesn't want to distract from what the message of the PAP is in this election and 
And uh, yeah, he's taken a very big toll on his family and so he wants to, you know, uh, back out of the contest. La, which mm. Lee, I think Lee, Lee Hsien Long also wrote a reply letter saying, I understand, you know, the allegations, I believe they're baseless, but, you know, there's no time to make any investigation now. We know we must focus on the task at hand, which is to win the election, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I mean, I'm just quoting. I'm not, I, these are not quoting, but it's just generally what paraphrasing what they're saying. La. And yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm sure you will continue to contribute to the country, etc. So, yeah, la, like you said, essentially from 24th June to <laughs> yeah. 27th June, he <laughs> stayed the course for about three days. And then after that, stayed the course. he <laughs> fell, fell off the course. Uh, went out of course. I went out of course. <laughs> no, in some way, there's this, there's this really cheesy introductory video of him walking towards the camera, then walking from right on the screen to left off the screen. Yeah. And that was meant to introduce him. But it also feels like a fitting way to like, like show him leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. So, yeah. so I guess we're, we're not going to talk, talk, go into like, oh, the, the how legit the claims are of the people who posted it. But the main thing is whether what he did was the right thing to do, mm. whether he should have done it, yeah. whether it was a good thing that people posted that, so yeah. so, how how do you want to kick things off? Uh? I I think one uh one interesting thing to kick things off, cause there's this assumption. I mean, let's not assume that uh everyone understands the relationship uh in the military lah, right? Mm, because mm, uh, mm. I think that was the thing that kicked it off. That Brian Wong, uh, post about him as the RSM, and then how Ivan Lim was the CEO. So, yeah, what what do you, from all you're reading about Ivan Lim as uh, that kind of person in the army, right? What is the general impression of people like that in the army, lah? When you hear stories about about a CEO who does this kind of thing and all, what's my impression? Yeah, I mean because you and I have been through the army, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. and we know like you know certain things people say about you know wah wah young everything like all that kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah. So so yeah. why does something that why did, did what Brian Wong post why did it stir up so much emotions in people and say that oh this is a guy who doesn't care for his soldiers? I mean he's just upholding standards, alright. So why why do you think that happened like? Why do you think so many people reacted to Brian Wong's post? Like? Because it happens a lot. It happens a lot in the army <laughs> la, In the army. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what what specifically no, happens a lot? No, yeah. okay. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say it happens a lot, Like I I I yeah, that was a big generalization. I think in the army you do get examples of people who maybe are not fit to be a leader, but are given a leadership role. Mm. Uh, and somehow sometimes they can be a little harsh, la. And yeah. I think it, like it's good to be harsh. Sometimes you deserve to be treated harshly, but as long as there's a reason behind it and it can be justified, la. Mm. So. So, I mean, but, but what were you getting at when you asked that? Because I think one of the reasons why uh, it pissed off a lot of people uh, ah. is because he broke a, a very big uh, bro code in the military, la, I think. Ah. Uh, in a sense that, uh, I mean, going through reservists all these years and everything, uh, one of the things that you, you, come to, you, come, you get used to is that everyone, we are all not career soldiers. We're not here to, like, you know, impress anybody or win Best Soldier of the Year award. We're here oh. because we have no fucking choice. Uh. So uh. the reason, that's why people get so pissed off when you have to keep them back for extra two hours or you, you don't let them book out for two hours or you force them to come back earlier two hours on a Sunday night, you know, because you want them to get seven hours of sleep before exercise uh, tomorrow. I see, I see, I see. I see. So yeah. that really roused people. Because the, the people, for most people, it's like, I want that extra two hours to spend with my family, to work on my job that I need to keep to feed my family. The army doesn't pay me much, but I do it because I don't really, you know, I don't have a choice. I, I mean, this is national service, right? Uh, so uh. don't don't make us do 
uh, unnecessarily stupid things, especially as a reservist soldier, the NS ah. soldier. So I think okay, it's important okay, because yeah. someone might think, hey, but if if a guy is if a subordinate is complaining about his boss, that's like very common, right? Like why why yeah. why you make such a big deal of it? But in reservists, actually, yeah. in reservists, you're sort of being forced to do a lot of these things that you don't like to do. Everyone, you you should feel that everyone should be trying to get everyone home as soon as possible. Correct. Not correct. hold everyone back because you have some power trip or something like that, lah. Oh, right. so I guess my what I was referring to was my experience during during NS as an NS uh, man uh, as an okay, NSF, okay. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a two year compulsory. Which I guess it is a very different thing because when you're an eighteen year old boy in the army, your commanding officer, there's almost like okay, he's a lot older. You're like fucking yeah. uh, new to the world, naive and all. But yeah, reservist, the person who you might command over in reservist might actually yeah. be the CEO of this huge fucking company exactly, that yeah. employs thirty thousand people, uh, yeah. and you might be unemployed, lah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> so, it's just that. Every year for two weeks, you are asked to come back to this strange hierarchy where suddenly you have to salute people. And it's all a this very Singaporean thing, like or, or like yeah. there are countries that have conscription, like, But it's just it's it's a very unique experience, like right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so how does that how does that affect what you think happened or what what uh, what you what be, he did? Because at first when I saw the thing, I was just thinking, oh, okay, this is just one side of the story, right? I mean, yeah. I'm hearing from uh. I'm well hearing from a someone who's a subordinate uh, talking about his yeah, his boss yeah. or what la. Maybe he's just a disgruntled subordinate la. Then I started hearing more stories from the men, you know, the men rather than just the RSM. The men mm. saying, "Oh, he's the guy who kept us back for extra two hours, went out for a drink, and then came back, came back drunk and everything." And then I realized, oh, there seems like there's a pattern to this lah. This is sounds like the kind of uh, person in the military that everybody cannot stand la. The one who who uses uh, reservists as a as a resume padder, basically. Maybe they're mm. not as very happy with what they do at work. Maybe they they want to show that they are, you know, are very good citizens and win a public service award and shit like that. So they yeah. do all sorts of shit. Like, like I was like, in my, when I was like 35 or 36 years old, years old, someone tried to volunteer me to go and march at National Day Parade. That means they wanted me to like, Every two, like like in the weeks leading up to National Day Parade on Tuesdays and Thursdays, wear uniform and then go and march <laughs> at the fucking marine. Then I was like, wait, 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 what the fuck? I'm like trying to like build a business. I'm trying to like you know just you know get get married or whatever and save money. And then you're making me like volunteer with all these primary school kids like twice a week to go and march at National Day Parade. What the fuck? So As it's you like, can tell Terence got a lot of angst. Though. I got, I got, I got. Yeah, yeah. I will admit it. I will admit it. So, but I still try to see it objectively from the the point of view. Uh. So. Yeah, just seeing the pattern of what the people are complaining about this guy, and then I realized, wow, this guy is that type, lah. Basically, uh-huh. he step, he sees NS as like a way to pad up his resume, and probably steps on people along the way, lah. And so it, it routes a lot of people out the wrong way. So that that's just one one big thing I I think needs to be clarified, lah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. then then <laughs> uh, with with all that context and angst, uh, that the our listeners now understand coming from from yeah. your inner inner souls, right? So then what what do you make of the whole thing, ah? The whole thing, ah. As in, as in, uh, like, okay, so maybe just, yeah. like, okay, like, from people shitting on him, right? So mm. for me, when I saw people shitting on him, I just felt like, well, now there's a real tendency for people to dig up stuff from your past. And, yeah, if a lot of people shit on you, does it mm. automatically mean it's justified? Uh, that's so, a good question. Eh? A good yeah, question. so that was where I was thinking, hmm, okay, I mean... You get you get a lot of people who get shat online. In fact, the more public yeah. of a figure you are, the more you get shat online. And as a politician yeah. entering the public eye, you have every uh, there's every likelihood that you will be shat on. Yeah. So that came out. I was like, okay. But then the the the, the spread of 
people giving their accounts made me think like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. I mean, mm. the neighbor thing, I mean, like, fuck off. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I, like, I also don't, don't smile at a lot of people. Uh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure there are people also who think I'm an asshole, right? But yeah. the the what I found, so, okay, how, how, like, okay, with that, what was your thought process or uh, what occurred to you? I, I guess when people from his workplace started talking about him uh, yeah. being a bit of an asshole as well means... Uh, there was a, I mean, yeah lah, There is a recurring pattern to it lah, and mm. uh, you know, a lot of people want to say that yeah lah, I uphold high standards, uh, and I'm a, at times people might think I asshole because I'm the Steve Jobs of Keppel Marine or whatever. Yeah, that's why right. or the maybe, fucking CEO yeah, like he, Elon Musk, bro. Yeah, he thinks <laughs> that it's about high standards and all, but the point is, I think uh, not everyone is a Steve Jobs, so just being an asshole doesn't make you a Steve Jobs, you know. So. Uh, I was just seeing, oh, okay, there's, there are these patterns of a guy who, you know, thinks he he's the shit, lah, right? And and, mm-hmm. and doesn't seem to uh, treat people below him very well. Lah. That's what mm. we're seeing. And and given the general sense of how every every candidate, PAP candidate has been introducing themselves, the, this is this election is all about being humble. I'm from humble background. Oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, I started, right. I, you know, I grew up in a you know, one-room flat. I'm very humble, you know, but yeah, now correct. I found success, but I'm still very humble, very down to earth. Yeah. Yeah, because the, if you if you spend your early days in HDB, right, regardless of what happens, you're humble. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. yeah, you're fucking humble. You know, like yeah. doesn't matter what the hell you do, you know, if you murder two people, as long yeah. as you grew up in HDB, right? You're a humble, humble murderer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Humble, humble beginnings. You know, that's like the catch. Exactly, that should be the hashtag exactly. for PAP. Humble yeah. beginnings. And then, okay, so from there, right, it was just okay, there was that peak, but what what I found fucking amazing or morbid was just mm. the downhill slide from there. La. Mm-hmm. Both in terms for Ivan Lim's public uh, profile as well as the 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 image of the PAP la. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. after that, like first of all, his introductory video. Because okay, so this is where it's even making the the contrast between say WP and PAP right mm. more much more apparent in terms of who has a bre- better grasp of, of social media la. Yeah. Like, even the intro video of I think Jameis Lim or something. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people were sharing it. He was sitting next to, I think, like a more homely setting, just talking about his beliefs. And every fucking PAP candidate is being introduced in this one sterile-looking setup where they are sitting in white against a white backdrop on a white table with yeah. uh, just looking straight into the camera and reading the most script, scripted uh, speeches ever. Yeah. So it just feels like, okay, <laughs> that, that was horrible. And then you have on the side, this guy apparently is an asshole. Because for me, even the comments, mm. okay, I still try and think, okay, like if you're looking at things from the past, if it's a post yeah there's mounting evidence but it's still not enough to i feel to convince that this guy is a fucking universal asshole right yeah yeah but then after that it felt like they were just shooting themselves in the foot man because mm. after that there was the ministers going quite lightly on him and mm. for masagos to say the ge is a time to prove yourself mm. the ge is a time to prove yourself and what about <laughs> everything leading up to that yeah at anyone said this this is not a game of cards this is your life and mine, you know. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's literally what Lee Kuan Yew said in a election speech last time. So how can we just like allow someone to use the G to prove himself, right? Yeah, like what the fuck is like the voice? Is it you come up on stage, you know, do like <laughs> then like all the the other ministers? That's how they did the fucking elections, like they're choosing the leaders, yeah, la. yeah. Because. I think Lawrence Wong himself has publicly been quoted as saying that there's a very rigorous process uh, mm. for determining this. And I don't know, like you hear all these things about 360 feedback, referrals and all that. You're telling me, who the hell did they call? Because 
Okay, on that note, there was a video that was going around about some of his colleagues. Yeah, you see three that? of them. Three of his colleagues or something. Three of his colleagues. Suddenly, <laughs> like, sure. talking in a Zoom. Then there was this really cheesy music in the background <laughs> about how he's such a great leader, a colleague to work with and everything. Yeah. And then it's <laughs> it just, just like, okay. like they were forced at gunpoint to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they zoom out. There's like fucking their, their guns pointed at their back and all, like yeah. knives or things. Yeah. And it just felt like, okay, there's the ch- the cheesy music, which is check mm. uh, for emo video. They... Yeah. There was one clear Chinese person. There was one clear Indian person. The third one, he was a darker skin. So, yeah. I don't know. He could be Indian. He could be Malay. He could be yeah. mixed. He could be others. But it almost checked the racial uh, <laughs> checkbox. And he's like, what the fuck are they saying? And it just yeah. feels like, you see that. So, this is where, I mean, that one had to, I don't know whether it was an official thing yeah. or not. But everything you see it with through the lens of, okay, this is what PAP is doing. And to me, it just felt like yet another time where yeah. if they were oblivious to the fact that this kind of stuff might, like his history might leak out. It's like, what mm. the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then, Heng Sui Kiat, uh coming out, uh, sorry, dead, uh, Sugar Daddy Heng came yeah. coming out and asking him to clarify was good. Then the press release was a piece of shit. Yeah. Press there release, was PAP at Doss, right? press release. The la, statement, right? la, yeah, the uh, yeah, statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, correct. Like, you see that, what the hell is going on? And then for him to withdraw, oh my God. Oh yeah, but my before God. before going there, just, just to, uh, what you're talking about there, right? So, yeah. Let's say you're Heng Secret. Let's say you're Heng Secret, lah. Yeah. At that point, uh, okay, he, you are. This is yesterday afternoon, around the time when he's released his statement already, lah. Yeah. Right. So, you, I, I guess <laughs> at that point, you have two choices, lah. Right. Do you, uh, stay the course with this guy, and then risk that you know he could you know uh harm whatever GRC he's going to. Yeah, but you but you stay the course of him, and it shows that you know PAP sees something in him. There's leadership qualities in him. The base, his allegations are baseless, and then the, this pro, our process is perfect. Or so so that that you that's staying the course. Then withdrawing means okay, we listen to people, we listen to your you all say you all don't like him. Okay, fine, we listen to your we take him out. For you as a as a if you were the Hong Hing Sui at that point, if like, I was a politician, yeah, <laughs> which which strategy do you, would you do you think you have chosen? Okay, so if I was a politician, which would probably uh, imply whether or not I'll be a good politician or not, I would yeah. actually choose to stay the course with him. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why because, because, okay, I'm looking at it now and for, it, okay, who knows whether he decided to withdraw or whether it was the PAP and force, like, mm. you better fucking mm. withdraw because you're going to fucking shh. Like, they're probably telling you, look at what Wu Ming did. Fucking Wu Ming posted that. <laughs> May us look like fucking idiots. You yeah. want to be like Wu Ming, is it? Yeah, you yeah. either fucking step down or you have to put it with Tarman to save your ass. Yep. So, probably Tarman maybe just give him like a smackdown. He's like, I'm already taking care of fucking Wu Ming. Okay, don't come to my boat and <laughs> yeah, fuck things up, up, okay? Get, get the fuck off my boat. <laughs> so I get off. My boat is really leaking like fuck. I'm working double time yeah. to cover up for this Wu Ming. Okay, yeah. don't be a fucking Wu Ming number two. So you get out. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what happened with Ivan Lim. But, let's say assuming that there was some uh, group decision, right? I think now in my eyes, the PAP's process of electing uh potential ministers is mm, flawed, broken. Uh, is broken. Yeah. And it feels like um, if they say this is a chance for him to prove his worth, right, then mm. fucking let him prove his worth, man. There, there've been, I mean, not every politician starts out on the best note, but if you really believe that if it should be judged on a lifetime of stuff and not one or two incidents, then mm. you fucking stand by your word. So to me, it feels like, to quote again, Lee Kuan Yew, you know, the leaders yeah. must have their iron in him. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he right. said something like that, right? Yeah. Like he And he has been quoted by saying he never w- think cares about the popular vote because that means you're weak. And to me, this just felt like, ah, oh, PAP, 
they could mm. you, okay granted there's probably a shit ton of stuff they're working on now but they chose to do the election now yeah, so yeah. I have no sympathy for them and yeah. I just wish they would have stayed the cause la. but maybe that's why I'm not a politician la. yeah I mean but what uh, about you no, I mean because the I think some people pointed out that the everything was just an allegation. It was just yeah, you know, like maybe his attitude and he doesn't smile enough or something. Until it came to that whole thing about saying that he wasn't involved in any Brazilian projects for mm. Keppel. But it turned out that, you know, there was that just there turned out that he himself like said in an interview that oh one of the proudest <laughs> moments in his career was like launching the project for as the project manager for some Brazilian ship. Like. So it was just like, oh, you know, like I, it could have been just a ship that was like, that went elsewhere other than Brazil. But the fact that he he said that that was the literally the proudest moment of his career, but then he so unequivocally, it's like, oh, I had nothing to do with Brazilian projects in Capital Marine. <laughs> it kind of like, oh, that, that opened him up for like, oh, maybe we should investigate a bit more, like, you know? So so I yeah. guess that's where, that's where like, even for PAP's side, they're like probably like, uh, yeah, like, it's not worth, it's not worth digging into it because in case there's something wrong, that, like then we, we caught flat footed lah, right? Yeah, maybe they wanted to stick with him, then they maybe. saw that fucking quote in the interview, you're like, Ivan, you couldn't <laughs> shut the fuck up, yeah. is it? Huh? What yeah. the fuck? Why you just leave out what the name of the ship was and we'll be fine. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but cannot. It's you a Brazilian ship. Chile or Argentinian, is it? Huh? Yeah. Must be fucking Brazil. Yeah. Huh? So, so that one was that I think was the 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 straw that broke the camel's back lah for people. Oh, so you're saying that if not for that, because that actually has legal implications, lah, right? Yeah, and yeah, it, it, it opens yeah. up more, yeah. It opens up, ask makes people ask more questions. Like everything else I can say is just uh, someone who worked under him that wasn't happy with him, or someone who lived with him yeah. and wasn't happy with him. You know? Because you have heard you've heard stories about that. Yeah, like okay, so I've seen uh there's this one Facebook page, I'm not gonna name, but they had a very fucking uh passionate post saying that okay, politicians are meant to do their job and they don't mean need to be nice. Would you prefer yeah. a weak politician who's super nice or an asshole politician that gets the job done? Like, because if you take away mm. every asshole in the world, we won't have our phones, we won't have electric cars, we won't have the iPhone, we won't have computers mm. because Bill Gates, Steve Jobs and all were fucking assholes. But to me, yeah. first thing is, there's a big difference between a politician and a, a CEO of a private company or or a, a, something that is is commercial in nature. Like, because as yeah. a politician, yeah. you are you are being paid through taxpayers' money, right? Exactly. So yeah. that's where being an asshole, it is a different... There is a difference between being the CEO of a commercial company and also yeah. there's this belief that being an asshole makes you a good leader or to be a good leader, you need to be an asshole, which kind of propagates itself. Like, you know, yeah. like what he said, I set high standards. That's why I can be a fucking dick. Yeah. Right? So so that's where like there was there was um that thing I saw which was uh just just annoying. But but what you said about how um there's that bribery, that Brazil thing mm. that could have been the straw, then what does it say about PAP's process? Oh yeah, like, yeah. I think right. definitely the uh because they chose that route of like uh you know, cutting the losses, uh you question the process already. Lah. But mm. at the same time you could say that uh I mean you could say in a sense that there is a spin to it that you could say that we you know we we you know something slipped through the ranks maybe and we just need to we we realize it quickly and we move decisively to cut it off like cancel like, right you know yeah I mean it's kind of sad that he's being referred to like uh, referring to him as a cancer but but I mean at the same time <laughs> at the same time he's just like um you know it's just it's uh, one one thing about him also is that uh, even in his press release the first thing he thought about was the harm that this all these allegations were doing to his family and his mother. Yeah, that. and then I mean, I'm like, dude, this is fucking politics, lah. Like, you ask, you talk, you want to complain about smear campaign or allegations, 
You look at any other politician, opposition in Chi Sun Juan, Tang Liang Hong, even now, even uh, Lo Tia Kiang is being sued and everything. <laughs> I mean, like, fucking, this is like nothing compared to what they go through. And, and you're complaining and bring up your mother, cry mother, cry yeah. mother, everything. I'm like, dude, is this, this is the kind of politician you want who like, oh, you know, a little bit, oh, I'm so <laughs> hurt. I'm so hurt. My mother is hurt. You know, I'm hurt. Fuck, man, you're a public figure. Get over it. you got to deal with that. You know, that's a part of the price of it. And, your shareholders, you you don't need to, don't be an asshole to the shareholders. Shareholders are the people who pay you, and the people who pay you are the taxpayers. So you need to, if they say you are not being nice to them, there is something to be said, lah. Right? Can you imagine if he's in a meeting with like Vladimir Putin, and yeah. Vladimir Putin says something, and then fucking Ivan says, "Don't say that to me, please. My mother will be that stressed." <laughs> you know how much stress I put my mom under when I make podcasts about the PAP and choose to abandon a career in school to do uh, YouTube or not, huh? But yeah, I still exactly, do it, right? Exactly. <laughs> So yeah lah. I mean yeah lah. It's just it just showed very I mean weak weakness lah. Like the first thing yeah. you just say is about you pull your mother in. Oh, you see my mother so poor thing. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why my mother my mother so poor thing. In particular, my my mother. Yeah. Like so, so this is where like like okay like what you said. You know like there was so much a much better way that the PAP could have handled this. But now mm. I just look at it. Their com sucks. Their whoever approves their fucking PR press releases or statements from their ministers to be sucks. Yeah. I have yeah. do you, I have no sympathy for Ivan Lim at all. Yeah. Uh, and he fucking can you imagine what kind of job before you start right like you know yeah. during even the interview process yeah. you're going for your like first round interview like someone introduced you like okay here's your uh, interviewee number two and before yeah. you can even fucking meet your interviewer you're like fuck it I'm done man yeah. like walking from the waiting room to the to the actual interview room you're just yeah. you know what I'm done I so, think that's a, it's a good analogy uh, in the sense that the first round of interviewing is the PAP themselves uh. Second yeah. round is is by right is the public already lah right that's what yeah, that's what yeah. elections are about. So in the middle of the second round, imagine in the middle of your se- second round interview, someone asks you, "Hey, your resume says this, but then it, I don't see, I don't see, it, it, did it really happen or not? Are you sure or not? You know, can you tell <laughs> us it's true or not? I don't believe it like. Then you like, oh, these allegations are baseless. <laughs> then you call my mother, call my mother, call my mother, my mother, my mother. You can't do that what? You just gotta yeah, stick yeah, through it. Yeah. If if it's really baseless, fight lah. And, and actually, I wanted to. I have a friend, uh, he's a businessman and investor, Philip Kaur. He, yeah. he WhatsApp me something that I thought was very eloquently put, uh, you know, summarize what he thought about Ivan Lim. La, is that, mm. um, you know, Ivan Lim didn't really put up a fight. He never thought he needed to. Because in Singapore politics, all the work is done before you're nominated. You pass, oh. you pass all the internal promotions and you impress all the senior cadres before they anoint you as the, as the next one. And then which this is the exact attitude he seems to have from all the stories that he's telling, all his defensive stories. Like. You put in effort only with the people above you and much less with those below you. So in his explanations, he didn't even bother to explain anything or offer to say, hey, you know, uh, Brian Wong, you know, if you're not happy with me, let's sit down and have a coffee and talk. Hey, you know, my neighbor, if you're not happy with me, please, let's, let's sit down and talk. He never offered any of this. All he just said, like, you know, all this is fake. All these allegations are baseless. You know, I'm still with the party. The party is important. But he doesn't, like, try to address people on the ground like, that he might have offended, which I feel, yeah. I mean, as a politician, come on, you got to, dealing with conflict is, like, important, right? And and I mean, that kind of echoes the general, the ever-present uh, uh, complaints about how the government parachutes 
people who have gone through the treadmill of life and become yeah. like CEO, um, done well in the army and parachutes them into commercial companies. Like, I mean, I used to work yeah, for yeah, Singapore yeah. Airlines. The deputy right. CEO, who was a super nice guy, he was a, L, a general from the army who got parachuted in, which felt weird because he had no aviation experience. And mm. you see that happening again and again. I think SMRT was the most high-profile thing. So it just feels like exactly what you said, you know, like the general mindset seems to be that, okay, we don't need to apologize. It's like what Chan Chun Singh said in that black backdoor meeting also, right? Mm. You know, the idiots, you know, don't you just just trust the government, you know? Yeah. What did he call them? Idiots? No, he said Sia Sui, la. he said ah, like, sia, sia idiotic behaviour. Idiotic. idiotic, yeah. Idiot. Basically, and he, he, he said those idiots who storm the supermarkets. Yeah. yeah. So basically, there's this notion la, that we know what we're doing. We don't need to worry about the public, which fucking time and again, it has shown in this day and age, you need to worry the, in the public. And yeah. I'm, I'm actually quite pleased that the internet reacted in a way that in, in some way was a lot more justified than all those claims to cancel Watain or yeah, like yeah. The, the petition we read out the other day about uh, stopping Ping Dot. I was, I was saying, you know, this is actually quite majestic in the sense there wasn't a petition started, but... I spoke too soon. There was a petition started. <laughs> but <laughs> to, we, to the, you know it was an amazing thing. I think someone on my Facebook commented, I didn't even have time to sign the petition. <laughs> ah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, within one day, he was gone so, already. <laughs> so this is fucking encouraging. Like to me, I'm like, okay, PAP, you shot yourself in the foot. Ivan Lim, you pulled the trigger. But the internet, man, come yeah. on. This is this is a fucking, it's awesome. And the WP, even Pritam Singh, uh, his response when he was asked about the process, he did kind of very classically said, you know, there's no fail-safe process. Yep, All yep, we yep. can do is try our best to do it with referrals. He didn't take the opportunity to shit, shit on the PAP yeah. process, which yeah. you got to respect, man. you got to respect that. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is, uh, yeah. this is de- democracy on crack, la, my, as Philip, my friend Philip again said. Yeah. It's basically like, I mean, like what, you literally get voted out before, before elections yeah. even start. <laughs> yeah, fucking, it's, it's amazing. It's like, I mean, even if you think about an episode of Game of Thrones, right, you have to wait one week for the whole episode, yeah. the new episode, right? It's not fucking every week. Yesterday, I got a notification. I don't know, how come I got a notification that Ivan Lim has withdrawn? I don't even know yeah. what app sent me the notification on my phone, but it was fucking great. Yeah, and yeah. like, holy shit, well done, Singapore internet. Yeah. So well I mean, I mean going forward, like, do you have any advice for the man, Ivan Lim? Do you think he should stay oh. in politics, maybe try again in five years? Do you think he should, you know, like spend time with his mother <laughs> and his family <laughs> and everything? Because I mean, okay, okay, let's just, we, we joke about it and all, but maybe uh, a lot of things have come out of the closet that really are affecting his family and, and all, right? Mm. And he's taking yeah. the time to be with his family, which I think, okay, fine. Uh, but any any words or advice for him on like how if he ne- wants to come out and do this again next round, what should he, what what what, what angle he might take? Uh? I mean, like like what you say, like everyone who has posted, right? Mm. Just uh, address them, like honestly, meet them, approach them, and yeah. kind of kind of like I do believe that people do deserve a shot at redemption, la. Yeah. Um, I think right now the internet is a bit too quick to judge. Yeah. Um, and. It, it feels like there is a way back, which is why it was so disappointing how he approached it, how the PAP mm. approached it. And uh, yeah, if he wants to enter politics again, I, w- I think I would like to think that most people would be almost on the edge of their seat waiting to see what he would say in his comeback video. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And I think there is a way. It's going to be fucking hard to do it, but there is yeah. a way. La. So if he wants to come back, yeah, now take the time to be with your family. Realize that whatever you do, uh, in the past, if you don't address it, especially if you want to be a public figure, it could come and bite you in your ass. La. Yeah. Hashtag yellow ribbon for Ivan Lim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Yeah. La. In the sense that, uh, yeah, he should literally, 
like walk the ground, take the next five years and like, you know, meet up people that he thinks might have offended before or what. And I think just as a human being, just figuring out your balance sheet and looking back and, and understanding, like you say, you have a capacity for change. Maybe now you're a more mature individual and you are able to look back at the conflict that you had and say, hey, maybe I didn't handle it so well, right? No, you know what would be fucking dope? In four years, right, he plays this video that shows like, you know when his introductory video, he, was, he plays that video and he shows yeah. the end of that video where he walks out and he opens up his PAP shirt and reveals a fucking workers' party <laughs> blue shirt. And he unveils that video in four years' time. You know, like that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, there's this, there's this, uh, there's this, there's this um, rumor that Kanye West kind of wore the MAGA hat just to get into Trump's good books, so that Kim yeah. Kardashian could lobby for the release of someone who was uh, incorrectly yeah, yeah. Yeah, incarcerated, correct. right? Yeah, and like yeah, he could yeah. be the biggest fucking hero <laughs> who took one for the team, who sh- got shared on. So maybe Ivan, if you're listening, that could be your path to redemption. You know, join just, workers party. <laughs> just join workers party. Find someone who can help you reenact that thing to show that after your PAP announcement or after that you were wearing like an opposition party <laughs> shirt inside, right? Boom, boom! I will give you a second chance, bro. Yeah, yeah. I will give you a second chance. But I mean, I, one thing I do hope, uh, I do hope, because uh, obviously this Ivan he volunteers and all this, you know, for his constituency and everything. I hope that just because his political career is is over doesn't mean that he stops his volunteering work and all. Because, mm. um, you know, I mean, nobody volunteers out. Nobody volunteers only because they want to be a politician. Like, everyone volunteers because they really care for the for the community and everything. Oh, uh, so magnanimous. Uh. No, I'm, I'm totally being sarcastic. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm saying, like, let's see uh, let's see if he continues doing volunteering work. Let's see, work. Mr. Ivan yeah, you know, if, if Tin Paling can overturn her, yeah. her initial start, Typically, it's different though because hers was more just about her mannerisms and everything. But I think ultimately, even all these years have shown that she does have a, a heart. Savvy, for the, la, right? Yeah, she, yeah, I think she... But it took a while, la, right? It took, took a while. while la, and now she's like, you know, campaigning for mothers and everything. So it really has... She's managed to turn her image around really, you know? I mean, and, and she grew up as well. La, which is, I think... So I will link. <laughs> Nicole Xiao also is doing now. You know, Nicole yeah. Xiao is saying that in 2011, she was like young, you know, young, naive girl. Now... <laughs> She knows a lot more and she's a mother and everything as well, right? Well, another thing Evelyn can do is start like a non-profit uh, to protect mothers or politicians. <laughs> so if you fuck up again in future, there will be an organization to take care of your mother. Yeah, Ivan. Yeah. Okay, so many brilliant ideas, Ivan. Please, yeah, yeah. listen think, yeah. to the people. Protect listen to the fucking people. Like the mental health of your of, of mothers. politicians. Politicians, <laughs> politicians mothers. mothers. <laughs> yeah, that would be a great mothers. charity. That would be a great charity. Yeah, it will be yeah. the other type of MP, the mothers of politicians. <laughs> then you can have the FPs, the fathers of politicians, the yeah. CPs, children of politicians. Yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah. fucking you got a <laughs> fucking uh, uh, empire there, Ivan. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. So, Oof. I mean, we... Of course, we can, advice, talk about, man. we can talk about all the other candidates, but then I think that will take us like another three hours. Like. Yeah, that will so, come during the the during, daily updates, lah. Yeah, yeah the if the, unless updates. there's unless Ooh. there's some unless there's before thirtieth June, another one bites the dust, then then we might have to cover yeah. another guy. But right now, <laughs> Ivan Lim, the saga. Well, uh, Ivan thank Lim. you, thank you for your thank four you, days Ivan of Lim. Yeah. service. <laughs> And uh, yeah, <laughs> I fucking mean, this is better than Premier League. Yeah, who the care? Who the <laughs> gives a shit about Liverpool? Well, yeah, no, one, no one's even talking about that. <laughs> but yeah, that was our uh, one big topic uh, to talk about. Let yeah. us know what you think. I mean, uh, also, of course, I've seen people also say that this is the 
worst type of democracy ever lah. Social media. This is part of social media culture, uh, cancel culture, which is yeah. actually related to our next topic as well, lah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is which is the the incidents of last week, which I thought was way lo- further back, but I guess I've lost mm. track of time. Uh, yeah. A trend of white actors stepping down from non-white characters in animated yeah. shows. Yeah. So we're talking right. about The Simpsons. Uh, is it Family Guy? Is it? Family Guy, yeah. yeah family Simpsons Guy. Family Guy, yeah. So they've traditionally had, uh, I'm going to use the very PC term, uh, uh, BIPOC, uh, Black Indigenous People of Color, you know, characters uh, mm. that are in these animated shows that uh, apparently have been voiced by white actors as well, uh, white voice actors. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of them have decided that they will step down from uh, from voicing these POC, people of color characters uh, because it's yeah. uh, in the vein of like Black Lives Matter and everything that uh, yeah, more opportunities should be opened up for actors of color. So yeah, and the on, actors yeah. also are, are quite quite uh, like big name actors like Kristen mm. Bell, uh, Mike Henry. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. So so even Hank Azaria, right, the guy who voiced Apu. Yeah, yeah. Apu, right. is it Apu? Apu. Apu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apu in Simpsons. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's right. So, so Mr. Mr. In-house, uh, non-PC person. But I am thought, uh? non-PC. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, you're saying I'm non-person or color or, or non non politically correct. Right, oh, I am. Yeah, I am a POC. Majority. I'm POC also. Uh, Fuck just you, like your POC, my person ass, of like. color. Person of color. Yeah, yeah. White. Of course, of course. <laughs> no, person I mean. Of, yeah. Uh no actually you should speak first as a as a okay so as a so minority this is, in Singapore yeah, yeah this is this is on the back of a trend of even L'Oreal you know removing the phrases the words whitening and like yeah. the new uh, color and I think uh certain sports team also sports teams also changing their names yeah. and initially I was thinking wow that's that's quite drastic because we we spoke about the toppling of tat- uh, statues mm. just uh, a couple of weeks ago right but looking at this right I actually think it is a good thing. Mm, why? Yeah? yeah, even though, because because I think right now, right, like, um, it, it's, it's, you know, one of these things where corrections need to be made and and there's always this notion that, okay, corrections can be made gradually, you know, the system can be changed gradually. But right now, I think, even though I feel like, wow, this might be a bit quick, but right now, unless I find something else that makes me think, I think it's actually a good thing, even if it's mean, if it means it's quite drastic, lah. Because if we, it seems like it was veering down the wrong path for a while, and now mm. it needs like one big correction to come back, even if it goes a bit too, too much, right? It's yeah. like a thousand swing, like You know, thousand swings, wide, 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 and then ends up at a point. I feel this is the path that we need to go, lah. So, I am happy about this. Mm, okay. I mean, yeah. for me, actually, I was quite shocked that all these characters were not played by by people of color already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. As in, I, I always thought Apu was like literally, they got a proper, like, uh, I, he's Indian, right? He's Indian. No, Hang Azaria is not. He got... No, no, no. Uh, as in the, the character, the character Apu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apu, Indian, Apu. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, thought, yeah. I always thought he was actually an Indian guy. So it was quite shocking to me. La. It's a bit like mm. the Scarlett Johansson playing... Uh, uh, the ghost in the shell character and all that. Yeah, uh, I was yeah, like, yeah. huh? Why isn't it obvious why it would be a better idea to cast an actual a Japanese, uh, yeah, Japanese person to be? So, so, so to me, it's like uh, that for animated shows, especially like, I feel like because if uh you cast a person of color, that means also that person of color also gets a, a role in Hollywood, lah, right? That that mm. would be hard to come by. Uh, so 
because I think like a couple of weeks back or a month or so back, um, what's that? Uh, what's the name of that that Hollywood actor uh, who rejected the Deadpool role? Oh, Kumar Nanjiani. Uh, Kumar Nanjiani. Yeah, he said that yeah. he, he didn't Jet. name it. Yeah, he didn't name yeah. it, but he said that he rejected a ethnic role for a very big superhero movie, lah. So. Uh, I think everyone was speculating it's it's probably Deadpool uh, because the Deadpool taxi driver was the ethnic role that uh, mm. you know they play a lot of laughs uh, with this ethnicity and all as well. Yeah. So I I, I was quite like, I was like hey actually yeah I, I did try to ask Harish like what do you think about it? Yeah, like, try like, to bait me with it, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, because because I I I thought oh yeah actually if it was me you know being offered a role in a big big Hollywood movie Marvel superhero. Like what wow, the the to say no is tough, man. It's, it's a we had tough we game, had man. our Singapore's Kumar Nanjiani, right? by the name yeah. of Shrey Bhargava. You know he also rejected oh, yeah, a role yeah. in a big blockbuster Sh- show. I mean different yeah, uh, blockbuster. <laughs> that blockbuster and I mean Deadpool blockbuster. What Noah versus Ryan Reynolds? Same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Noah, no yeah. In fact, I think Noah Yap's voice sexier than Ryan Reynolds. Uh, but yeah, yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah. So. So you're saying, yeah, so okay, you didn't know they were they were voiced by non-white actors, but with this trend, yeah. what do you think? Uh? I mean, the actors, I feel like if, if you're talking about jobs, a job being available to somebody, right? Mm. Uh, then having that job filled by someone of another race, even though it can easily be filled by someone. I'm sure, I'm sure that, I'm sure there's an Indian actor who can voice Apu, even if you want the, the thickest Indian accent and everything. I'm sure you can find an Indian actor in Hollywood who can do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel that that it's not good that it's so called whitewashed, uh, right? And and so mm. so I feel about that. I feel quite strongly for that. But uh, yeah la, When it comes to things like words, like uh, actually the the more egregious one I heard recently is that the word blacklist needs to stop mm. being used. Stop being used by certain companies and all uh, You know, mm. like don't use blacklist. Don't say black this and and all that. Then then I'm like, uh, yeah. Then the next thing you know, we cannot use dark mode dark mode on your phone and everything. Uh. So I'm like, uh, yeah, that one a bit scary. Uh. The whitening cream one also. I mean, okay, the context is that I think Asian, uh, in Asian culture, especially Chinese people a lot also. Uh, Chinese people, uh, ladies, uh, they prefer to have fairer skin. Uh, it's from yeah. fucking Indian ages also. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. there is a, a very huge market for fairer, lighter skin. Uh. Whereas, uh, and, and then maybe... Because in our culture, it's more, uh, uh, in China like, at least, it's more homogenous, right? So mm. there's less of that uh, whole like, oh, you are dark-skinned, then you are more inferior and things yeah. like that. Like, but still, there probably still is, just that it's not as pronounced as in the US or anything like that, right? Yeah. So yeah. now, like the fact that in Asia also, we cannot use whitening or lightening. Oh, okay, we cannot use fairer as a term to describe someone. Just uh, feels a bit no, like... We're, what's we're, wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong with d- using it to describe someone? I thought it's just for creams, what? Uh, yeah, for yeah, describing yeah. someone, that's objective, what? This guy is fairer than this guy. Yeah, yeah, correct. Or oh, you correct. mean lighter skin? Lighter skin or like lightening? You, no, lighter light, skin. Because the problem is they want lightening cream. That's the problem, right? They don't want it to be yeah, named correct, correct. lightening cream, la. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so to they me, don't it's want like lightening cream. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's just uh, I don't know, man. Because then it's a bit of a, uh, you know, forcing everyone, every different culture to also accept that this is the norm, la, right? Mm. Uh, and then I think it's a bit more complex than that. La. Like, uh, like for example, living in a in, in a place like in a tropical country and everything, 
and, yeah. and, and, and people do a lot more to protect their skin because literally it, you can get skin cancer if you spend too much time in the sun and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But yeah. does that mean, and then you put sunscreen on it, doesn't necessarily mean also that I'm trying to be fucking, I'm trying to be racist or something like that. Like. Just because no, I'm trying the to stay sunscreen, The sunscreen doesn't say anything about fairer skin or whitening. Like. Keeps, I mean, it keeps my skin uh, from from turning dark. Like. That's, that's one thing. Yeah. Like. Yeah, right. but but I think what what L'Oreal withdrew was the use of the word whitening in the marketing. Oh, of the white cream. whitening. Oh, okay, okay, whitening. Uh, yeah, whitening might be a yeah a whitening bit more of an issue, lah. Yeah, yeah, la. See, wow, fucking you nicely say <laughs> what I, I want my sunscreen. Okay, don't take away my sunscreen. I want to yeah, be more yeah. like my Indian brothers. Is it? You want to be darker? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, because uh, so, in so, the Indian. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. In the, in the in the Indian context, between mm-hmm. there, there, I think is like what you said in in China. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were saying that the skin tones tend to be less drastic across yep. the country, right? Yeah, yeah. In India, you get fucking huge spectrum. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. you get very dark skinned people yeah. and you get very light skinned people, and it's always been a thing for years that the light skin is uh, more in demand, la, is more mm. preferred when mm. it comes to arranged marriages, matchmaking. Uh, and that's why the commercials that kind of uh, indicate a preference for whiter skin, right? Immediately, you imagine if you have a country, like half of which tends to be darker skin, half of which tends to be lighter skin, and mm. you have products that promote the whitening creams. Mm. It, it really affects the the perception, perception of people. La. Even when I was young, I used to play a lot of sports and I became mm. darker. My like, like extended family, they'll be like, hey, you know why you're so dark? Uh? Your brother's so fair and all that. Yeah. Of course, I didn't say, yeah, like, my brother doesn't play much sports. Like. I play sports, but it was uh, that darker skin thing. And I hear it from my uncles and aunties when they were growing up. Your skin ha- comes with a lot of preconceived notions like, and there's mm. a certain hierarchy or a preference. Like. So mm. I'm actually happy also that they are removing the whitening thing. When um, they, are they removing the cream or just removing the use of the word whitening? What I believe is removing the use of the word Okay, so what will yeah, it be so called after that? Huh? <laughs> it's just like cream. Just yeah. cream. <laughs> That's the thing. So, okay, so what's the, yeah, what are you going to call it after that? Can lightening be used? Like, lightening cannot. No, right? apparently, white, white, whitening, fair, fairness, light, lightening, all cannot. Yeah, so what? what, what? <laughs> So that's why I'm like, uh, okay, if I can't use the word blacklist, then can I, what what can I use like whitelist? No, no maybe. The, okay, so so then the question is, should these creams even exist on the market? Which I think they can. You know, mm. you want to look lighter. That's well done to you because they also have those tanning. Then what yeah. tanning saloons cannot be banned because that's yeah. cultural appropriation, is it? It's, a, it's, it's blackface, lah. <laughs> la, it's blackface. <laughs> yeah, it's blackface. It's, per- it's permanent blackface, lah. When you go to yeah, a tanning like, salon, <laughs> yeah, it's permanent blackface, or maybe not even blackface, brown face, la, You know, permanent yeah. brown face. Like let's say Dennis Chu goes for ten, we like yeah. fucking Dennis Chu. You did it again. He's like, no, yeah. no, no. I just went to the Sentosa and I didn't use like sunscreen. He's like, no, you fucking wearing brown face again. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, they, actually they don't say what yeah. they No, so th- that's why I think. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the policing of the language that I I find eh, like then it's like there's more and more terms that you you realize there's more and more terms that you 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 probably can't use because just because it mentions dark or mm. or white or light so unless you tell me you just get rid of the product entirely okay lah then we solve all the issue you know but no because okay I don't know if you've heard of this product fair and lovely. Have you no, heard of it? No, no. It's never. a Unilever product that I think became very famous in India. Fair and lovely. Oh, so okay, now, okay. They're going to stop using the word fair. So it become and lovely. And lovely. <laughs> oh my god. It's a bit like the, the Dali, Dali toothpaste. It used to be a racist oh, Daki toothpaste, right? And then, then they changed it to Dali. But yeah. it, still, it still shows like a silhouette of a, what it seems to be like a BIPOC person. Up. 
black okay, indigenous so, person of color. But, but okay, so so like what would you what do you think when people say okay like you know having the the okay ultimately whitelist and blacklist yeah. there's kind of like a positive and negative association like if you're blacklisted from something you are mm-hmm. not allowed la, right if you're yeah, a right. white horse you are a scholar yeah, so do you correct. think those sort of semantics right kind of affect people's perceptions or associations with the words white and black or not? I mean uh but then this is a uh, I, I of course I think it <laughs> it may but at the same time like when sometimes blacklist is used like in Hollywood to describe the best scripts of the year you know there's a that didn't get accepted <laughs> yeah they didn't get that accepted. fucking didn't get accepted I know but but it's still some you know some people still say the word blacklist with pride like because oh my script got a blacklist and then white horse I mean yeah like, there's a negative connotation but you also think about the charming charming man on the white horse, you know, uh, the prince on the white horse or something like that. So the horse itself represents purity and the colour white represents purity as we know from PAP wearing all white. La. So uh. does it mean that PAP wearing white and then <laughs> showing that it's corruption free, is that is does that make white a better term to use uh, or, or a racist term to use, you know, because it encourages white being good. There's, there's, so so you, see, you see where we're going with this like... <laughs> Everything suddenly starts becoming like, hey, you got a question, is this racist think, or not? Like, I think right. in a thousand years, right, the English language will just be... Okay, grey, grey, grey. You only can use colours that are not skin colours. Green, Yeah. you know. Uh, no, no more brown, there was no such a word. There's no word as brown anymore in a thousand years. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. So, so yeah, my, my, my bigger thing is the, the language side of things. Because I think, uh, like... It, uh, even certain like uh, so-called right-wing, uh, right-wing uh, active not activists, what do you call them? Ac- academics like like Jordan Peterson have mm. have made some arguments like that they they are fine with everybody you know just having their own identities or, or you know doing whatever they want. But to force people to have to use certain words or certain uh, or not use certain uh, have to force people to have to change the way they say something and all. Uh, so in his example, I was like saying saying that you can't use he or she anymore. You got to use uh, whatever pronoun the person says that I want to be asked like, like Z, Z said mm. this, Z said that. So he said that that's like that's that's not even uh, like in the English language. So why am I being forced to say something like that la? You know. Mm. So so I I'm seeing okay. There's maybe maybe it might be a different kind of example, but I'm starting to see that creep into all these discussions are like you can't use the word like what you're saying oh you can't use the word white horse because white horse has connotations are much better yeah you know, must be black horse yeah, <laughs> or grey horse grey horse, horse. Yeah, grey horse, horse then can <laughs> then I'm like oh, then, then like all the poor white horses suddenly and I have a white dog and so like you know no, then, and, and then then what do I do with it that's why you, you know? got a white dog and a black dog la, oh yeah yeah, yeah balance, balance. I find balance <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like the New Zealand All Blacks cannot be the All Blacks anymore. Exactly. exactly so, exactly. so I mean that, yeah. like, I I still do think that removing the word uh, whitening cream and lightening cream mm. from those sort of products, right, yeah. is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Where it ends, I don't really know. Uh, but I think there's no way they could have not removed because I yeah, like I think just speaking on behalf of like the Indian culture, fair and lovely was literally a cream that mm. I have relatives that use la. And yep. and yeah, even within my own extended family, I've seen how skin color can affect people's perception of you. Mm-hmm. And having a product that kind of prefers one over the other is a problem. So I'm happy with that. And I think right now, 
Yeah, I mean, I know you're not the biggest fan of the slippery slope argument, right? But isn't that kind mm. of like the fear right now that if we stop using these words, then where does it end? La? Yeah, yeah. So it is, I'm, I'm uh, admittedly also like, uh, I think if, like, okay, we, because we started saying about the Hollywood roles, right? And then those yeah. being played by black roles, for example, being played by white voice actors. I think that is a very clear cut answer to me that they should be played by people of uh, people of the actual race or color, la, right? Yeah. Uh, products that uh, seem to encourage people that lighter lighter skin is nicer and all that. Uh, I don't. I think those products ideally don't even exist, like Ideally, la, right? Mm. But okay, we can't we can't get rid of them entirely because some people still want to use them. Then okay, lah. Don't use words like whitening and lightening, but we gotta find what kind of words to use with that, lah. But I'm just saying, I, I'm i saying that I'm also starting to see hey, you cannot even use words yeah, like blacklist. blacklist and all that. Then I'm like, wow, <laughs> fuck, man, that's a lot of purging I have to do from my system. <laughs> uh. Like, black anything is, you know, black panther or what, also you cannot say, you know. It's, it's going to be damn tough. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But, right. I mean, I know there's, there's like, the N word that has, that has specific usage of uh, a derogatory usage, like, which is yeah. why that yeah. word is kind of like, like most people would agree you can't use it. Like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Or if you're, if you're not of the African-American ethnicity. So I think yeah. that one, because I've seen people use that as a reference as well, but I think that that's kind of different. Like. Because Even you can though, get through your day, you can get through your day without using the N-word, like, right? You, I mean, you generally can just, you know, oh, get through your day in Singapore but, but then, without but using the N-word. One, but you can, can you get through your day but you cannot say a certain color of the that is in the spectrum of you know colors in the then world. Then you use the RGB code lah. If you want to say uh, white list, you're the zero 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 list. <laughs> so yeah, that's my thing. Right? It's a color. It was, that's why it was named. You know, I, it's not my fault that uh, like some white people like you know created slavery and did all that at that time. But well, why, you, know, you just you just you just destroy your own argument. The moment you say it's not my fault, huh? I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, that's like opening up the, the whole other discussions, yeah. The white, but uh, so, okay. white so, skin so going, privilege. Uh. Go, going back to the yeah. thing, so so what you're saying is that, yeah, like, you also think that it's a good thing that these actors are stepping down. Like. But yeah. what what if people, because I, I know Scarlett Johansson in defense of being casted as the, in, uh, the Japanese actress, I think there was, she did say that as an actor, she should be able to play any role because that's what acting is. Like. You yeah, are yeah. acting as someone you're not. Yeah. Right. Correct. So, how does ethnicity fit into that? If let's say, of course, there it probably is someone in Hollywood who can do an Indian accent as well, if not better than Hank Azaria. But what if yeah. he is legitimately the best fucking Indian accent that is perfect for the role? Do you but think then, the producers have a have a responsibility? Uh, but in a sense, if he's keeping someone, you know, uh, from from so he's keeping someone else from that role, uh, then I think that. The producers should be trying to try doing the absolute best until they absolutely have tried everyone and then they conclude, okay, we can't really cannot find anyone who even so comes it, close at all. Does it change yeah. the dynamic if it's a black person playing a white character? No, I, I think then I think that's a bit strange. Uh you know, I, I then I would say that yeah, it should be as much as possible. If the role is meant to be a certain ethnicity, it should be played by that person of ethnicity. But if you can tweak the character, that means the, the fictional character into uh, another ethnicity because you want representation and all that, then okay lah, you know, I think that's fine. Diversity, that's fine. Like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, 
and stuff like that, like, You know, I think it gives opportunities to more. Yeah. But but I yeah, when you when you I think the the term whitewash uh, was was used uh to describe Scarlett, what jo- Scarlett Johansson was saying is that yeah like, you make the, the you suddenly cast her in that role and then someone of the ethnicity doesn't get a chance to be in that role uh, right yeah and I think I mean the the best argument I've heard is that yeah I mean there it's of course like let's say there's a white there's a black person who for whatever reason can play the best white characters uh, in an animated show right I think yeah. right now there is a need like what I mentioned before and I've heard I mean the more convincing arguments I've heard from Hollywood producers is that like if you look at just the numbers of roles versus the number of uh, characters uh, or actors of the ethnicities there is a imbalance when it comes to darker skin actors la. so mm. now it's almost like there needs to be a certain level of pro-action to correct it yeah to pro-action to, right. yeah. Yeah, to, yeah. Pro-action, to correct it yeah. and Maybe it's kind of like you're talking about aff- a- uh, the term affirmative action, lah, right? Yeah, but that one but I didn't want to say that because <laughs> I feel that is also so loaded with with uh, so many caveats that okay, need to okay. be given, right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That I think because that's like a whole other topic for a whole other day. But I think right yeah. now, based on what we were saying, yeah, like we are both of the mindset that yeah, like it should for especially for animated characters, they should be played by the people of that ethnicity, lah. Yeah, and. Yeah that whitening creams, I think they will still exist because as long as the, as, uh, then it becomes a preference. Like if people want to mm. have lighter skin for whatever reason, I think they can be entitled to, but what are they going to be called? I just tried Googling. I have no idea what L'Oreal is going to call <laughs> that cream. Can you, probably in their, in their marketing teams, you're like, oh fuck, what the fuck do we call this cream? You know, then if the cream yeah. is white in nature as most creams are, mm. what do they make it then? Like gray? Yeah, they probably right, have to... Because most creams are white it. also, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Woo! Fun so times, man. Fun one, times. I mean, we don't yeah. have the answers and maybe someone who is... If you literally work in like a PNG or that kind of place and you know you know more about these discussions than we do, yeah. tell us also. Like, cause or if you us, swear. We're, trying to, yeah. we're just trying to understand like how... Uh, how do you live in this world when you have so many landmines around you also, like, right? The the worst are like fucking establishments like in Singapore you know black, uh, Baba Black Sheep yeah. you know the bar <laughs> oh la way. I bet anyone who has a uh, the White Rabbit wow oh, fuck yeah, that yeah, one yeah. also <laughs> <laughs> all these brands are they're like oh fuck why the fuck did we put colors in our names eh? yeah God exactly. damn it and you thought yeah. like using an animal as your mascot was <laughs> yeah, safe no <laughs> White Rabbit White horses we're coming for you man White horses yeah White horses White Rabbit oh my God check yeah, six uh, check six White horse check six check six check <laughs> Six, yeah, but but yeah, yeah. So we we didn't mention it at the start. We have a very active subreddit that is growing mm. week in week out, where mm. there are very long, thoughtful comments that are put down, uh, and we really appreciate it. So anytime people have thoughts, they are more than welcome to put their thoughts down there. We will respond uh, as long as it's not something that's hateful or anything. And thankfully, I can safely yeah. say we I have not seen any comment on our subreddit that has been hateful or discriminatory or xenophobic or racist or whatnot, lah. Yeah, and we, so I mean, we, great. as moderators, we literally, uh, like, get to approve every post. So, uh, it's yeah. not that any slip through our cracks, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so with that, we come to our final segment of the, the podcast called the One Shook Thing. One Shook Thing. Was there any, were there any uh, ideas on what to talk about, Yalabad, yeah. that, that, because we, I think we started last week, where we started to address some of these uh, topics uh, on that, that. Yes, correct. The new suggested. segment. Yeah. God damn it. So so I uh, yeah. just wanted to make sure those bases were covered because uh, it's uh, it's nice that people recommend uh topics to us. As uh, as we mentioned last week, 
sometimes yeah. we don't do these topics because uh, maybe it's too early. Maybe we we're still waiting for things to pan out, or maybe it's just that we didn't see it resonating a lot in our echo chambers. Uh, but yeah. we thought if it's interesting, we still might just give it a quick mention here, lah. Yeah. So so one one mention uh, was that if we could create an online debate and invite people from opposition parties to come and fight each other without the PAP. Um, <laughs> of course, the caveat is that the PAP would ban sue us, but in some way it would be awesome to give the alternatives a voice, uh, or yeah. even interview them Graham Norton style with a glass of wine beer and keep a casual conversation going. Um, mm. he, he did. Uh, he or she did point out that uh, like Joe Rogan, he doesn't just interview Bernie, but he interviewed Alan Young uh, yeah. and some yeah. other politicians, just giving these alternative uh, uh, politicians a voice. Like, I actually would love to do that. The yeah. only thing is, I think right now. I mean, I, I don't know. It feels like if any politician comes on board a show, right? How authentic or honest can they really be? Because, like, I don't know. Like Bernie Sanders has a lot of followers. Alan Young has a very interesting thought uh, perspective on like universal basic income. I don't know. Like, it would be, I I would be open. I would love to have honest conversations with them. If all they give are like fucking Ivan Lim scripted answers and all that, right? And defeats yeah. the purpose, lah. But actually, I was just thinking the opposite. In fact, that would be great to. For someone like Ivan Lim, because now he's got the time, right? Now he's got the time to <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, his mother, talk. his mother. He has to be oh, his mother. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, once he puts his mother, you know, to 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 bed and everything, he can yeah come have a chat, lah. You know, I would love to just find out more about his processes all. But all, I guess uh. this 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 commenter is asking about just without a PAP for the opposition. Oh, well, why uh, why, MPs. why why cannot but or cannot also exclude them like that, right? Unless no, you do like Royal Rumble style, uh, everyone no, just come in. I can, and I can understand, I can understand where this person's coming from in the sense that right now the incumbent always has the control. You know, like they had mm. those every two days a speech by a minister, right? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Correct, what correct. this person is suggesting is that we can provide a platform for the opposition minister, like, And first mm. of all, thank you for seeing us in that light as a platform for these MPs to come. So I would fucking even if it's not just for them to debate each other, right? For us to have a conversation yeah. with them, that would be cool, man. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. I mean, who knows? Like, we we are gonna try this uh daily political roundup <laughs> yeah. over the course of GE, uh, and if that gets traction, yeah, who knows what could happen? But that means it'll be the next four years, like. So I guess good idea. It might be a little late for us to do it now, but mm. but thanks for the suggestion. Um, the next one was about the comment I want to give back to the community, like like uh, basically I think. Uh, it's it's about the common phrase you hear uttered by ministers to be or ministers elect, um, and um, the person's point is that rather than focus on this little little minutia of giving back to the community, right? Should they be focused more on you know bigger economy issues uh, and employment opportunities and qualities of life? Um, and yeah, like why aren't politicians doing that? I think for me, there's a very simple answer, la. Like. Mm. For voters, right? Those kind of longer, bigger picture stuff, right? You are not gonna, you are not gonna get them on your side, lah. People want to hear what they, what what appeases them in the short term, lah. It's like social media, lah. You don't want to, you don't want to press, you don't want to see your likes four days later, right? Yeah. Uh, you want to see your likes instantly. And I think as a politic, as a politician, that's that's the way the game works, lah. Unfortunately, yeah. what do you think, I, uh? I think uh, you got a different shape between how politics is done in Singapore and say politics in the US. Uh. Like in politics in the US, right, uh, it can be a career. Like you can choose from a very young age that 
I want to work in politics. I want to work in policy making. I want to be a speechwriter. I'm going to go to school of journalism, learn how to write. And then after that, I'm going to work for the mayor's office. I'm going to do it. In Singapore, we've got no such thing. So a lot mm. of times, the only way for you to become a politician is to go and volunteer with GRC. And when you go and volunteer with your CC or, or your GRC and everything, you are basically attending to everyday needs of people. Uh. People complaining to you about, you know, estate stuff broken down, please write a letter. People complaining, you know, hey, you know, I have problems with my ex-wife and my custody of kids. So yeah, you'll be dealing with a lot more day-to-day, uh, everyday bread and butter issues of the people if you want to be a politician in Singapore. Because I think, I think what this guy is saying is, 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 I think something that I probably asked myself also many, many years ago. Like I watched something like West Wing and all this stuff. I'm like, wow, you know, imagine Singapore politics. Wow, you walk around Istana and then you're talking about macroeconomic issues. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. Singapore politics is every Saturday morning, you wake up at 7 a.m., you drive down to the market, then you go there, put on your, put on your PAP t-shirt, then walk around, hello, hello. Yeah, you know, whole please. baby, whole baby. Yeah, whole baby. Then every Monday night, you go meet the people session, you sit there, then they talk to the minister, then after you take down notes, after that you write letters on their behalf. That is what yeah. being a politician in Singapore is about. La. And whether it'll change, uh, probably at some point in the future when, when, when you know, then, then everyone starts to think of it. But but yeah, la, it's just that's just where politics is right now. La, but right? don't you think also, like the giving back to community, it plays into the rhetoric that we have been fed as Singaporeans. La, that, you know, the country, it is because of the work of the PAP that has built this community where your HDB is, you know, not homogenous, it has various races, mm. has given you the what other countries around the region maybe cannot give its citizens, uh, you know, a stable yeah. this and and it's on you to give back to the community. I think I think that also plays into the way like like how like how you say politics works. You know, you always see the family unit, you know, the yeah. nuclear unit. There's yeah. this very wholesome kampong spirit feel. And I think yeah. it's just one of those things that I don't know, maybe for the for people who are less pathetic. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, uh, apathetic, the apathetic, the the pathetic people, <laughs> like yeah, 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 how yeah. I I think I used to be, those kind of things just checks the box, lah. You know, correct, oh, correct, this guy yeah, cares, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. cares, yes. Yeah. So, so hopefully I mean, it changes. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if I think to to make this change happen, I think uh, this commenter bite bite block yourself. Like yeah. this weekend, uh, PAP and Workers' Party both released their manifestos. I think if you're really interested in the macro issues, go and read the manifestos, go and mm. critique them, go and post online about them, make people discuss. Then then that's where you will get the kind of discussion that you want, you see. Uh, the problem is that Singapore politics, you like Harish says, like, you need to be on the ground, you need to go and ask people, hey, how are you doing, how are you doing, how are you doing? That's the way you win votes, such that people will even care about your macro policies, you see. So that's why, uh, I mean, there's a whole other discussion, but you know, Workers' Party has this strategy of we are alt- alternative voice to the PAP. But, and, and it seems like the logical thing, but until you ask, how come Workers' Party never thinks about maybe becoming the majority government? What happens if, if Workers' Party is majority government? What, yeah, what kind yeah. of world is that? You know, we never even envisioned that. Even probably Workers' Party themselves, they never envisioned that for themselves or so. Lah. And, and yeah. that's a, a question worth asking, hey, why, why don't you all have bigger plans for Singapore or anything, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, so I think it starts with people like yourself, bite block, you know, like asking, reading all these manifestos and asking questions. You did the political thing, uh, ask questions, give the person homework. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Are> you. <laughs> hey, he, but, just, he or she just uh, put down such a thoughtful comment and you say, yeah, yeah, you go do, you, you go yeah. read, and yeah. then you go do your homework. 
in the immortal words of Ivan Lim, I will not ask someone else to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Yeah, I'm going to read. Said, I'm going you to set high standards for the subreddit. You yeah, yeah. say you set high standards <laughs> for your subreddit. This Ivan Lim is the fucking Michael Jordan. He's the Michael Jordan <laughs> of Keppel Keppel Offshore Marine, man. <laughs> you really did his last dance, really. Yeah. <laughs> Oh fuck the puns, the puns, the yeah. puns, man! I even live. Yeah. God damn. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so we, we remember that, that second yeah. segment. Now the third segment is the one shock thing. Yeah, the one shock thing. Uh, my one shock thing of the week is uh, because I, I mean my wife and I are still a bit cautious about going out. So we spent uh, last night. We actually we started playing a new board game called Detective. Mm. That uh, is a uh, unlike a lot of the board games that I play with Harish that he hates. It's a cooperative <laughs> board game la, where you don't need to. You don't need to oh. compete with people. So you oh. cooperate as a team and you are, they are basically given like a set of five cases to solve. And it's the kind of thing where you open up the case and then you, like bit by bit, they give you information. And the cool thing about this game is that you actually have to go online and actually look for information to help you solve the case. And mm. you have a limited amount of time. Time is the resource that you have to manage. You have a limited amount of time to solve the case. So... As you read a little bit by little bit, you actually have to take notes, draw a mind map of like, you know, who was where and all these things. So mm. it almost feels like, uh, yeah, it feels like doing real uh, investigative work. Uh. Imagine you have your contact tracer uh, for <laughs> COVID, yeah. that kind of thing. That's the kind of, it feels like the kind <laughs> of From work. From the comfort of your own home. Uh. Yeah, wow. exactly. So, so, yeah, it's a fun game even for one or two people to play. But uh, of course, play with someone. Like, it's more fun when you play with people. Uh yeah, and uh, I think it's quite worth checking out. It's got oh, good the reviews. I heard collaborative, yeah. it really tickled my fancy yeah, because the fucking games where you have to back backstep and like <laughs> fucking manipulate others. I hate that shit, man. Lie he's, to each other. He's talking about Fuck. Secret Hitler, which uh, Fuck the, that games. Yeah, yeah, we played. I think the last time we played oh, with like wow, all the, eh. the cast of she's a terrorist. And I think Harish like got. Uh, destroyed again yeah, no, by, eh, no 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 I got no. destroyed the first time I think when we played the She's a Terrorist I, I sucked it up and I lied through my teeth and I and I actually kicked the ass oh, but yeah, I did not won, enjoy you, it you won, but yeah. you won once uh, you won once but it's very yeah, stressful for once. you like. you're very stressed yeah, it's fucking, <laughs> the next day I had to fucking decompress and all that shit yeah. fuck, fuck games like that man fuck but it was like it was one of the best evenings playing games yeah, yeah it was fun, had, like, it was yeah, fun. Yeah. but yeah that's yeah, my okay. one shock thing my one shock thing is the Netflix documentary The 13th have you oh, heard it? yes, I've it's heard about, it, but yeah, I've re- watched it. It no. refers to the 13th Amendment, la, which is the amendment that Abraham Lincoln did uh, sign to abolish slavery. Yeah. And it's a one-hour, 40-minute documentary, very well shot, very well produced. Um, and it talks about, you know, you always hear like, oh, systemic racism has been there and it's not uh, been taken out. You know, it's 400 years, nothing has changed. And then you get one school of thought saying, hey, it's about time that was 400 years ago. La. How, you, how can it still have remnants of that? And... It was just a very eye-opening thing because, okay, certain parts, I will admit that I think they took the liberties of editing a bit too much. Like, they overlaid certain things Trump said with visuals that kind of, I felt, took things out of context. But overall, right, it was very eye-opening to show, to kind of very eloquently articulate the issues of how, yeah, slavery was abolished, but it was more like racism wasn't abolished. It just evolved Mm. into mass incarceration and all that shit. And Uh. it's quite deep it is uh hour 40 minutes so it's yeah it's it's i think it's a good show to watch to just give you a bit more context to understand whatever is going on now with regards to black lives matter all lives matter and all that how much how much do you need to know of american history to enjoy enjoy this because uh, i mean I you, you I and i we probably we I mean, we've spent time in the u.s and also 
I don't think you need to know much because they do give context of Jim Crow and slavery. And I think they they just talk about very high-level stuff. Okay, there was a slavery, there was this, and how the policies of uh, Richard Nixon, uh, Bill Clinton kind of weren't as good as people think and actually propagated certain elements of systemic racism. And it helps you understand what systemic racism is all about Uh and why the stats that you see... Uh, people will oh, debunk about how, you know, there's no such thing as racism and like freedom of uh, this and equality versus uh, equity and, and stuff. So it just puts into perspective and it kind of opens up your eyes definitely a bit. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it was okay. quite it was quite interesting. Quite interesting. So it's shook because you learned a lot of things. Huh? Yeah, yeah. As in you learn, you learn, that's the thing, it didn't go deep down into the technicalities, but you get a feel of, okay, when people say this thing has been around for 400 years and things haven't changed, you get a bit more understanding of what they're referring to. Like, you can disagree with it, mm. but I think they give enough context to make you understand that, oh shit, yeah, it is still, it's still there. Like. So it's a series or is a... No, no, it's just one, 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 one hour, 40 minute documentary. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's good, like, it's good, I like it. And it's not like some fucking documentary like Game Changers or Becoming by Michelle Obama, which is just fucking propaganda and based on very anecdotal shit. La. I see, I see. Yeah, Game, Changers I watch, enjoy- oh, okay. Game Changers enjoyable. La. It was enjoyable. Enjoyable, la, but well, you look at it, you're like, oh, fuck. And then the Michelle Obama one, I like Michelle Obama, but that was just, oh my God, it was just her, like a, like just quite a little, just too much of, I mean, I didn't learn anything from it. I didn't have my perceptions changed. And in fact, I came out liking her less. La. That's because you're racist. Yeah, maybe yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy answer. Why? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But okay. yeah, that was my one show thing. Cool. Cool. Well, shit, Thanks we ran you. we ran quite a bit over time today. Yeah, I think this is our longest podcast ever, man. But no, like, not ever. See, uh, but I think we've had those oh, three yeah, hour yeah. ones with yeah, we had fuzz three, and all. Fuzz <laughs> and all. But yeah. Ivan Lim, man. Ivan Lim, we just had yeah. to. We had to. All right, so we'll be talking to you guys a lot this week, so stay tuned. And have a good one. Good one. All right, adios.